Hi, everybody. Um, welcome to Dublin Tech Talks in association with Working Minutes. Gavin Fox here. Um, welcome to another episode. Um, on this episode, we are speaking with Anthony Kelly, who is Chief Customer Officer and co-founder of Glowfox. Um, on this episode, we talk to Anthony about go-to-market strategies, where the business has come from, where it's um, fundamentally the acquisition by ABC. And he gives some really good advice about growing your go-to-market teams and your customer uh, success teams. We hope you enjoy. Anthony Kelly, uh, co-founder, chief customer officer at Glowfox. Welcome to Dublin Tech Talks. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. So um, do you want to give us a bit more information about Glowfox and, and what you've been doing over the last number of years? And Yeah, absolutely. So um, Glowfox is uh, a software as a service um, platform uh, focused primarily in the in the fitness space. So um, if you think of your your local gym or your studio that you, you go to, whether it be a CrossFit or a yoga or a, a big gym, we provide the software that runs all of their operations effectively. Um, so everything from, um, you know, top of funnel management, lead acquisition into, into membership management, billing, um, all of the reports that are associated with that, as well as all of the mm. ancillary services that they offer, like PT, class bookings, uh, retail and and so on. So it's a full full suite uh, platform. Um, we started in 2016, um, actually with a small cohort of of customers in 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 Ireland who were our sort of our first our first group that we kind of use for for product market fit. Um, we now have around five thousand customers uh, globally, uh, and we serve uh, four of the ten largest fitness franchises in the world. Wow. Great. Yeah, it's been a massive success and mm. congratulations on that, by the way. Thanks. Cheers. Whereabouts did the idea come from or what, what was the problem identified that you were trying to, to cover? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really good question. So there was a few a few things, I think, that that, that lined up at, at the same time. So um, prior to Glowfox, we had a, a web and app um, development business. So we were mm. um, building different technologies, websites, apps for, for different uh for different uh, clients, um, you know, with that business, you're always looking for the next thing that you're you're going to build, and we we really wanted to to sort of build something that we could build into a platform and, and turn into a you know a, a SaaS product. Um, we were all really really interested in, in fitness. The three of us as as, as co-founders, uh, Connor, our CEO, is a, an ex professional um, rugby mm. player, so fitness has always been really close to his heart and, and mine as well. Um, so um, we got the opportunity to to build um, a, a product which was primarily around apps um, and booking in. So it was just really a front end uh, custom app, um, and that that went particularly well. So um, at that point in time, this was around let me get the years right, 2013, 14. So you had this growth in boutique fitness, uh, which was starting to take off. So you had like yoga studios, Pilates, which were starting to scale. And then you had big international brands like F45 Training, which were open in five, six, seven hundred locations. So mm. um, we could see that, OK, this was the the next phase in where fitness was going. People wanted a much more personal experience. They wanted a better, you know, better, you know, bang for the book, essentially, than paying, you know, 30, turn up to a gym and not really getting much service. Um, and obviously with the at that time, uh, the you know the market economics across the world were starting to to recover as well. So we just had a look at the at the market what was out there, and we didn't feel that anybody was solving the problem particularly well for for boutiques. 
um, and and generally around the level of customization and branding they wanted to bring to their products. So everybody wanted their gym to have their own app um, in the mm. app store and they wanted their business first and foremost, as opposed to in you know some sort of aggregator where it was hidden behind um, a software platform. So that's what we kind of um, set out to solve for um, initially. Um, and that really resonated with the market that we were trying to push, you know, their brands first and their their business needs and objectives first as well. Um, and then, you know, secondly, then what happened around the same time was Stripe came, came along and that really opened up the payment space for SMBs to, to start taking integrated payments straight away. So prior to that, if you were a gym, you know, you had to wait for nearly eight months and show, you know, the banks, all of the, you know, all your memberships that you were taking in cash and that you were a legitimate business before they give you a merchant account. So um, those the combination of those allowed us to get a, a, a startup business off the ground really in a couple of weeks with payments, full software stack and a mobile app, which doesn't sound that exciting probably now in 2022 <laughs> but in, in 15 16 like that's how quickly things moved that was you know that mm. was transformative um yeah. because um at that time post-recession i think a lot of people said i want to go and you know start my own business especially in the personal training and fitness space it went from oh i have to be a pt in a large gym to make money to hang on i'm really good at this i can go into a warehouse or i can go into any retail unit and start a business and and and, and look after you know my own future in that way so it was sort of all those events sort of kind of came together at the at, at the same time um obviously being an irish company we were never going to scale it just just in ireland um but because fitness is very homogenous and you know you see a lot of similarities in different markets the product resonated straight away in the uk and in the us and in australia so immediately we were able to sort of scale internationally from a from a base in in, in dublin without having to have a lot of investment in in operations on the ground in in, in yeah. other countries. Something must have happened in 2015. You're, you're yeah, the, I was just you're, thinking you're, that you're the th third founder that has said in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in 2014? Good year. <laughs> and I think Anthony, when when you look at the like what what you guys offered, you know that was different. So it was very the other solutions were very one dimensional. They like were just executing a portion of that, whereas your solution. Kind of helped, you know, um, you know, personal trainers build a business around themselves and, and facilitate that. And and did it also add that business value to larger customers as well? Were they quite manual in terms of how they'd run the business before that? Yeah, so I think it it, it depends on how you you break up the sector. I think a little bit. So, um, in the if you look at the gym space, um, you know, you've got these what we sort of call that traditional big box model. If they're not as common in Ireland because we don't have the you know, we don't have the the population we need to sustain it, but you're talking those big 10,000 square feet, you know, monster yeah. gyms. Um, a lot of those would have been on legacy legacy systems, which would have been all really just effectively direct debit, you know, billing platforms. And they were trying to build services um, around them. But what happened to at the time that Boutique took off, uh, fitness franchising really started to take off as well. So all of a sudden you had these pretty big businesses, which, the way I look at it is that they're they're really a collection of SMBs under one one franchise franchise banner. So they started to want a lot of the same requirements that that the SMB customers were getting, and they were looking at different platforms to move their 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 larger businesses to. So um, we kind of stayed very focused on what was our ICP, which was in the the boutique small gym studio space. But we kind of just moved up into how can we kind of attract 
you know, the franchises. Um, so we were able to solve a lot of the same problems that their operators have or the franchisees at the ground level. But then the challenge was for us was, can we build a layer on top that the franchisor needs to give them the sort of visibility into the network performance? You know, um, you know, which franchisees are following the operating model, which ones aren't? How yeah. do we know which markets are doing well? You know, mm-hmm. I want to see the performance of the UK versus Australia and all that sort of stuff. So we invested quite heavily in a in a sort of reporting layer and building out our API so we could give them the the, the visibility they needed. So um and that and that kind of paid us you know paid off ultimately um you know by being able to attract these you know the, the higher uh, or the larger customers from in the franchise space but sort of the question we get a lot you know is like oh would you not have moved into like salons or would you not have moved into other other verticals and you know that's that's where i think we made a really good decision because the product stayed very focused on on fitness we knew who our customers were you know although you know, going into a salon and booking an appointment for nails seems like a very similar thing to booking into a class in a gym. They're light years apart in terms of the expectations, the cost, yeah. the ancillary pieces that you need around them. So I think for, for us, that was one of the, the best decisions that we made, you know, where we had all these other businesses, oh, we hate our existing, you know, platform. Can you do something for us? And it's hard to, you know, it's very hard to stay on that disciplined track. But I think that 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 discipline did pay off for us ultimately, you know, in terms of of where we ended up um, today, really. Yeah, it's um, it's similar to what what we've heard again this morning. It's like we know our product is pretty good and very good in, in that space, and we're not going to diversify away from what we're very good at and excel in that one space. And they've all done really well. Similar to Work Human, they didn't move away from employee engagement and wellness and got paid. Yeah, end, so, so it's that, well, there's, yeah, I mean, you have to evolve. So there's, you know, core products around recognition yeah. and, and reward. But, there, you you know, it's, it's as you said, Anthony, it's making sure you don't get too far away from that hedgehog piece, you know, and you, you can extend and expand and, and go in a different direction. But, you know, you need to have those core principles at the heart, right? Yeah, exactly. And so what we've done is we've, we've, we're offering more services all the time within the, within the fitness space. And to our customers, so mm. some examples like this year we rolled out uh, a product with Stripe, which is a which is a capital product where we can give loans out to our customers, you know, to help them to to regenerate the the businesses that they're in. So, looking at ways that we can span, we're about to roll out a, a, a fully integrated POS ac- across the world, so that captures kind of more of the wallet with inside the same with inside the same system. We built in sort of a, a royalty management and collection part of the platform for our franchisor customers so there's always more that you you can kind of go out within the the existing vertical yeah. and that's sort of what we're that we're we're really focused on and then um we also um expanded our our icp outside of boutiques into what we call a kind of a simple simple gym uh model which is a gym that um has um primarily like membership based it may have some ancillary services um and that's that's a sweet spot for us now so we've kind of within fitness we've broadened out a little bit um in terms of mm. you know our, our icp on the on the platform and that's opened up a whole new market to us um you know across across the globe just outside of boutique as well amazing before we go into go to market strategies and and and, and that way just want to know when when did you and, and, and your other founders kind of have that aha moment we have a product here when was that kind of go yes we're, we have something here when when was that in the journey I think it's probably been a, a a few times if I'm like there was there was certain points along the way that we kind of we knew we were we were on the we were on the right track. I think 
that the initial feedback from that from that first um cohort of, of customers that i mentioned and um i might get the dates wrong here because i'm not i'm not great on dates so exactly once you go back a couple of years it gets it gets a little bit a little bit hazy so we yeah. think that so that initial launch sort of 2016 2015 of that first cohort so when they we got the feedback from them and then quickly being able to kind of get to 100 customers you know that was a real milestone for us and just how yeah. the needs were very similar and we were solving similar problems um I think the next the next one then you know uh, along the way was um, being able to kind of secure that first enterprise or franchise contract that we got that sort of that validated what we were what we were doing at the at at the operator level which is you know we really focused on as I said that member experience so thinking about okay if I'm a gym member and I interact with this platform am I going to have a good experience is it going to be easy for me to book manage my membership and that and that really resonated and it still does that's sort of the number one piece of feedback i get now when i mention my company oh i love your app i book in you know use it in my gym people that's that's always feedback and that's what we always sort of uh, that's yeah. what we always went that's what we always went for um so and i think that was that that was the second one i think then being able to get the validation from that when i mentioned there that that move into that slightly different part of fitness into the, to the gym sector from boutique and being able to solve those problems all all over again for for them so i'd say they were sort of the three the three call outs on, 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 on the journey so far. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's such a success story. I'm trying to figure out where to go. Um, <laughs> your, your go-to-market strategy from, from kind of obviously evolved as well. You, you know, you're, you're kind of acquiring your first, first hundred customers to your first million to whatever in AOR. What, what was the strategy around that? And, and how did you as chief customer officer, or you know, how did you go about that? And, and what, what worked, what didn't work, and we'll go from there. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think I'll probably focus in a, on a bit more on 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 my side, and I can kind of I can touch on the the, the sales piece that we that we did. So mm. um, I think at a, at a high level, like we knew we had to, you know, create that you know very scalable, repeatable sales sales process with you know based on mm-hmm. based on inbound, um, and that that's something that we were able to kind of successfully scale um all all the way the way through going for that same kind of type of customer the same challenges um so we were able to always sort of ramp that on 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 the sales side um it's the sort of thing that always needs to be tweaked and adjusted like it's never it's never set and forget right so but that that's something i always felt that we were we were very strong on being able to deliver that um on a, from a customer success perspective, I think we made we made the decision quite early on to invest heavily in 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 customer success, um, both from an onboarding and from a and from an actual account management per perspective. Um, the, while the platform is easy to use, um, you know there are a number of steps that you have to go through, like getting your app set up, getting your your payments set up, getting that integrated. You know, so. Um, you know the, our customer base on the SMB side are um, really busy, right? They're entrepreneurs, they're running classes, they're running gyms. So we knew we mm-hmm. kind of had to overinvest in that in the early days to make sure that we could deliver that 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 white glove approach. And you know, probably at the price point, you know, it probably was, you know, probably at some sometimes you probably would have said, "Oh, that's that's quite expensive for for what the cost of the software." But we kind of knew we had to we had to do that in the early days to kind of build that 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 base and to get them on um because we were obviously spending a lot to to acquire them um so that so that paid off and now we're at the moment we're actually you know trying to move more towards a plg type t- 
type motion to allow for a lot more self serve and 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 setup, which I'm which I'm really excited about for the for the for the future. Um, and then from a customer success perspective, you know, we invested heavily in that in that sort of CSM team to sort of be proactive in terms of how we could reach out and help them with, uh, you know, problems they were having in that business. We sort of set out to be sort of like a business coach almost from from the early days for these guys, so we could talk to them about what we were seeing in the market, what other people were doing, and and be experts in fitness rather than software. So that's something that we always yeah. wanted to to focus mm-hmm. on that we could talk their language. And it's been really successful for us because we've hired a lot of XPTs, ex fitness business people now, and they really gel well with our with our with our client base. So I think that was really really important um, to to us as well. Um, and then I think when we moved to the to the franchise side, it was it's obviously very very different in terms of the the go to market motion there. The hmm. the sales cycles you know are are a lot longer. And there's a lot more um, investment up front. And then the onboarding can take, you know, months and years in some cases, depending on the number of, of locations that, that they have. So that's kind of typical challenges in most in most enterprise um, SaaS. Um, what we do with that, then it's a slightly different uh, motion in terms of there's a, an account manager that owns that account and stays with them then throughout the life cycle of, of the account, who's then in charge of sort of renewal, upsell. The, the usual stuff you'd, you'd expect to, to see there. Um, and we're, we're running that in more of a sort of an account-based uh, marketing strategy where we have our kind of list of key targets that we've, that we've highlighted. And then we're working on ways to sort of introduce ourselves to them, bring them into a, a, a process. And we're running that on a global basis, which is, which is challenging because you might have a, a master franchisor in a certain market that, that starts speaking to you. He can't mm. do anything unless HQ in the states give the okay. Mm. So you're constantly putting together these these maps of of how to mm. uh, how to go after those <laughs> those accounts. But it's uh you know it's it's an exciting challenge and it's it's an exciting time in in, in global fitness really because what we've seen post COVID is just a real a real bounce back of people returning yeah. to to fitness Absolutely. stronger than ever before. Mm-hmm. As a business entity, did you focus? I've, I've, you know, successful outside of Ireland was that more uh, quite important to get to the states quick? Was what was the kind of the stages there to to kind of scale quickly? Yeah, I think you know if you look at at the US, like it's I can't remember the exact numbers, but it's it's over fifty percent of the global fitness market, and and the same in in in, in software, right? So yeah. it's it's a key market for both of those. Um, and you know, we kind of always knew that if we were going to like look at something on a global basis we'd have to sort of go after the us uh, both from an smb and from a and from an enterprise um per- perspective so it was very key for us that we kind of you know we invested heavily in that market and you know and in a team out there now um that are that are running the sort of go to market piece in, in the us but they're, they're they're decisions on a different scale though it's a, like it's it's a federation of states you know it's 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 easy to look at as a single geography but it's quite a complex thing to unpack right yeah, no, it it absolutely is, and uh, just one one example like there, you know, the state tax versus federal. Like you know, we had to do a lot of work mm. on our on our invoice and functionality and everything to 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 be ready there and to be able to handle that. And even things like gym agreements, like twenty states have very specific laws around <laughs> what what you can put into a gym contract. You know, so it it is mm. it is very much fifty fifty different markets when you start when you really yeah. when you really get into it. Um, um, but it, I mean, the rewards are, are worth the effort, obviously, you know, in terms of what, yeah. what you can, what you can, what you can achieve, um, out there and just the, the scale coming from a country like Ireland, sometimes it's hard to, 
when you land there, you're like the scale of it is just, you know, you could put Ireland in the corner of one small state and nobody would really notice, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's uh it's it, it it's kind of it's 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 daunting, but it's also like why you get into these why you start yeah. as an entrepreneur and why you, you take on these challenges. Um from an enterprise perspective, we we really uh focused on trying to solve, you know, for a lot of the global markets that a lot of our competitors didn't didn't serve for. So Aside from Stripe, we we have three or four different payment integrations, which allows us to offer a full suite of products across um, Asia and, and the Middle East. So that's been a real strength of, of ours. So if you're a US gym and you want to scale internationally, um, we can, mm. you know, we can service your international business and your domestic business, as they would call it. So that's been a real strength of, mm. of Glowfox. Yeah, that's good. You've mentioned a couple of times there. What the biggest learnings probably over the last kind of eight years to to get to the business where you are now? Just personally, as a as an entrepreneur, um, you've had many iterations. So, what kind of advice would you give to people that are either looking and going, I'm going to do it, or they're kind of on their journey? And, and what have you learned? I know there's two questions there. Kind of what are your biggest learnings as well? Yeah, I think the the advice I give to anybody starting out is to is to really think about is is being an entrepreneur and starting like you know something that you really want to do like or do you just feel that you you should do it because um it can be just as rewarding or you know just Mm -hmm. as enjoyable to come in to you know be six or seven in the door and something if you know and 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 to grow it from there than you know starting something scratch and taking all all of that that responsibility on so i think you kind of have to have Mm -hmm. a bit of um self-awareness first on 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 that one and, and just start thinking about well what does this actually mean in three four five if it goes well you know here's time um and i think that's mm. you know a, a pause for thought that i'd always you know say to people um but i think for me personally some of the the, the biggest learnings i think was um just around growing a team and you know what what that actually means when you get to a certain size and managing you know to make sure that you keep that that culture really strong you, you continue to hire well and you've got the right processes mm. in place around that and i think that's probably the piece that i i gave the least thought to at the start when we were when we were starting out like what would it actually mean like we have 220 employees like i didn't think about what that would actually mean at the start and and that's been a real a real learning curve especially if they're dotted yeah. all over the globe because you need to you know communications have to be so clear you've got to keep everybody engage yeah. feeling like they're part of, of 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 the business we're all in this together and then you know in terms of like mishires and can really really set set you back and it's always the it's always easy to kind of say oh look let's just get the person in get them working but spending that extra time even if it means someone else is doing two jobs for a while to get the right candidate is always going to be way more worth it than, than moving fast to, to to fill a role so that part of it and then getting getting the right people team in place as you scale is is really really important so that's that was a that was a that was a big um that was a big learning for me i think from 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 when we started um i think it's a bit of a cliche but the other one is like you know i was very impatient at the start i never felt like we were moving fast enough you know we were never you know growing grown quickly enough but then when you you know it's, I, don't, I can't remember the exact term but it's like people underestimate or overestimate what you can do in a year and underestimate what you can do in five years. And I think that's, that's, you know, really, you know, to think about like, always sort of think that little bit longer term, don't make decisions for the shorter term. Don't get mm. too focused on like, Oh, you know, in the next year, do always like look outwards on that horizon. Because now when I look back and I'm like in mm. six years, what we achieved, you know, midway through that, I was, 
annoyed and disappointed but then when you look back over the longer term because things naturally start to snowball and increase in velocity as as your size um mm. in increases so um be be patient and and don't be too too hard on yourselves you know it can't yeah, really happen and don't mm. try and do too much too fast because that's that is how you will you'll ultimately fail in my view and just you mentioned like you know as you've grown through that and culture is important have you like are you intentional about the culture and what that means to people and uh, or or is it just a consequence of the type of people that you've brought in do you think no absolutely like so culture is really really important like to us like we we recognized very early on when we were at about 25 or 30 that we had kind of something special that people were really bought into the mission people like that you know we were helping fitness entrepreneurs and they could see the trickle down effect of like okay people are getting healthier here members are going to their gym so yeah there's a real purpose behind what we we were doing and then when we started to add in the folks that mentioned from the fitness background um you know it really started to grow into something quite special and and everybody that works in glow fox you know really really values that you know and our you know we kind of had it like one team as as one of our values and we we really focused on that as we mm. scaled and as we went internationally to make sure that everybody kind of felt um and um, bought bought into that so you know the other ones that we would look for like we had a growth mindset and determination as two of our other values and we really look for that in people um as part of the as part of the the process um and i think you know we it, it's something that we we wanted to kind of continue and maintain, but it also became really important to us because when you're in a market like Dublin and we were in we were in LA, for example, for a while, you're competing with people, you know, with lots of big tech companies that yeah. you can't afford to, you know, to, you know, match salaries against against them. So, you know, we were always trying to do um like what we could in terms of, you know, fair, fair salaries, but then it isn't always about money with people. People want to feel valued, they want to be part of an organization, they want to buy into uh the, the, the journey yeah. and and that all sort of then fed into each other so we were able to kind of retain people and bring mm. them along on on the journey with us right up until the the acquisition you know this year and, and past that so um ultimately like you know the, that culture is still so important to us and it's still a number one focus on we bring it into everything we do like our okrs our hiring, you know, our team meetings, all that sort of yeah. stuff, and it sort of permeate permeates throughout the organization. Yeah, amazing. You you can answer this or not. Was it was it always a an an exit by acquisition? Was it a did you was that kind of early doors you thought that in your head, or which which way were you thinking about kind of, the, or did that just come about because you of of the growth of the business? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll be really I'll be really honest here. Like we didn't really have a, you know. Um, a set end game we weren't we weren't going towards oh let's get acquired or let's go let's go public mm. we were we were sort of just focused on you know the growth targets that we'd set and the objectives that we wanted to achieve in 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 the industry um it, itself um and i think you know i think the acquisition mm -hmm. came about then as a as a result of that because you know uh, abc fitness that that you know acquired us this year you know obviously saw the type of business that we were we were very, very aligned in terms of our cultures. They're a fitness only platform as well. They don't do any mm. other any other verticals. So, you know, when the conversation started, mm. you know, the strategic benefit to, to, to both organizations of, of the acquisition is really what kind of made it stand out as like, okay, we can we can probably we can definitely do a lot more here together than 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 separate. And I think that's that's what made the decision a kind of an easy one um for, for us to make. 
yeah, I, I, I think we'll, we'll leave it at that, Anthony. And a, a massive congratulations on the on the on the super success of the business. Yeah, absolutely, uh, it, it's brilliant. You're the fourth Irish company to speak with today, and the, with all the downturn and you know negative news and in, in, in from big tech and stuff like that, it's, it's amazing to hear. And, and the, the success of this business is 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 um, a massive. Congratulations. Yeah, likewise. Well done. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed the the chat, and uh, yeah, we'll see you again soon. David here. Thanks again, folks, for joining us. Uh, there you have it. So I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to whatever platform you're engaging with the content on. You can all find us, also find us on LinkedIn. Um, uh, also check out our meetup page because we are getting back to in-person events. So we look forward to seeing you in person at one of them or certainly uh, bringing more content and telling some more stories from the tech scene in Dublin. Thank you.